This is a Housemade Podcast. We're your hosts, Nick Bobbin and John Vieira. We're here to cover your questions about home bartending. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? Uh, back with another episode of Housemade Podcast today. Uh we're going to talk about eggs and drinks. It's something that I think kind of scares people. That scares everybody because that's the first thing when they look at the menu and they read the menu in the bar, <clears throat> they usually get a weird like snarked, you know, like squirrel, like or scrunchy face and they're like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think pretty much all the drinks that we have at our bar right now, um, are pretty much just egg white, which is... Yeah, they're all egg whites. Even less invasive. Uh, now, like, during the holiday time, we'll do like flips and things like that. Yeah, so. and, and eggnog, which is yeah. kind of funny that everybody's okay with that kind of egg in a drink, but they're not... They don't think that they'll like egg whites in a drink, which is funny. Well, I can appreciate the, the curiosity as far as like the safety concern, because as I was kind of Googling and just mm-hmm. looking up information, that was most of what I found, <laughs> is it was just like every caption was like is it safe to consume raw eggs this oh, and yeah. that but like so actually thanks to our modern practices like salmonella from eggs raw eggs is actually very low because it's not actually the egg itself the salmonella uh they're the inner and sorry the salmonella lives on the shell yeah i think i i don't know if the statistic is real because apparently all of them are made up but <laughs> i saw a statistic that said that one in four 40, there's a one in 40,000 chance um, that you will get some kind of uh, uh, contaminant uh, or foodborne illness or something oh. like that from an egg uh, at any capacity. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but there's a one in 4,000 chance that you'll choke on a piece of food. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's quite a bit less. Yeah. So you you should be more concerned about choking on food than uh, getting salmonella from eggs. But okay, so also like if it lives on the shell right and it's coming out of a clean facility and the bar you're buying it from looks clean and they look not like a bunch of dopes essentially as long as they're not using more or less damaged eggs yeah i mean there's there's very little risk involved and if you're in a place like you wouldn't go to a dive bar and ask for a oh no you wouldn't go to a dive bar and ask for vermouth either because they'll just pull it off the back bar yeah it's probably eight years old so there is there is something to consider though what we use at the bar and I think what's probably most convenient for a lot of you guys at home um, is pasteurized egg whites. Oh yeah, you can buy them. God, everywhere. Yeah, you much. can buy little tiny ones at the supermarket too. It's super nice because I mean, if you're if you're worried, I I still think that a raw egg texture is better. There is a difference in texture, and that's what I was going to say is uh, the convenience especially the volume that we do at the bar. It's really, really nice to have the pasteurized. It's nice to be able to tell the guests, hey, this is pasteurized in case yeah. they're at all worried well, about so it. Also, the health department got on my butt the last time yeah. uh, they were in because she looked at our menu and she was like, you you have raw eggs in here? Mostly because I didn't have the disclaimer on the menu that said like, oh, consume this at your own risk. It's raw. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Um, and I was like, no, 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 it's, it's pasteurized. And she did not believe me. She's like, show it to her. She's like, show me. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I took her in the back, I opened the fridge, and there's like a whole case of yeah. pasteurized white. So I was like, look. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's a, it's a big thing. Um, but back to what you said, I do, when we did those, 
it wasn't even supposed to be a test. It turned into like a comparison though, when we Mm -hmm. were making the cocktails at your house that day for all the content, uh, because we didn't have, we forgot to grab the, uh, pasteurized egg whites when we grabbed everything. And so we were just using eggs out of your fridge and, um, it does have a different and in my opinion, better texture. Uh, because those proteins aren't already broken down like they are in the pasteurized mm-hmm. uh, egg whites. And so you get that like kind of gross, snotty texture. But that's what's so beautiful when you go to to shake it. That's what gives you that really, really tight foam. Because um, those proteins that are in, in an egg are so tightly wound yeah. that by agitating them or whisking them or shaking them or anything like that, you're kind of, you're breaking those up. And so that, that texture that you get it's just so unique. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's essentially like the way that I like to explain to people is almost like a meringue is what you're doing. Yeah. Cause everybody understands that. So we're just doing a liquid meringue at this point with those egg whites and drinks. Yeah. Which is delicious. Uh, the, the thing, so the reason why egg white in drinks, if you guys are unfamiliar, the reason why it gives you that, that tight cappuccino foam that, um, just that like sultry kind of thing that it adds to it, that nice mouthfeel and that texture. Um, the reason that, that that happens is because most egg white drinks have a citrus component, right? So they're things like gin fizz, um, stuff like that. And, well, and actually, it like has to have a citrus component. It kind of has to. I don't know. I, if, I, didn't I wanna... haven't tried it without it, but I would almost guarantee that it has to have yeah, an I did, acid. I didn't want to say it has to because I don't know for sure and... I could be proven wrong, but I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll pretty, try and get back to you. I'm pretty confident that it needs to have that citrus component because that's, what's actually breaking down the proteins in the yeah. egg white. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause without it, there's nothing. I mean, it would take, I think it would just take a lot longer to get where you're going. Or at least the texture would be very different. It would be super different because I, I don't think that it would hold without the acid. I don't think that it, it would separate those proteins in a way that they could hold air in such a small amount of time. Yeah, no. And it, it, it plays a, a really big part in that whole equation. Cause you have, you have booze, right? That's just gonna, that's going to be across the board, but um, you've got whatever your, your sweet component is. You might even have um, like cream products of some kind or, or, or things like that. So, so you can have all these variations, right? You can play around with it just like any other cocktail, but that egg white has to be treated a certain way within that mixture. Otherwise you're not going to get that same texture and that same mouthfeel and the same result, which is the reason why you do it. Right. It's why everyone loves the whiskey sour with the egg white. Well, so what the egg actually does is it cuts back on the acid, like the taste of the acid itself. I can't remember exactly. I was, I was reading that. Um, but it was emerging in bars back before there was ice. So back before that, there was any dilution involved, you were using the egg white essentially as your diluter and softening that acid bite and the harshness out of bad spirits. And so just move that up to today where the spirits are good and you have ice to dilute it as well. So it's balanced already. And now you're cutting the acid even farther with that egg. It makes sense because flavor wise, um, when you add egg white to a drink, it really does kind of round things out. It kind of turns down the volume on 
things like bitter and mm-hmm. sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it almost creates like a faux balance to your cocktail. So like even if it wasn't even if super balanced, balanced to begin yeah. with. Um, but yeah, it really does that. It it creates a large margin of error. Yeah, it's like a it's like a it's like a mouth pillow. Yeah, it's like training wheels. Yeah. You put egg in anything and it gets better. For sure. And on that note, uh, so when I was looking stuff up, I thought this was really funny. Um, Apparently, uh, in the 1800s, a glass of beer with a raw egg cracked into it was like a pretty common and reliable breakfast for Mm. uh, laborers and miners and things like that. Rocky Balboa status. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's probably where it came from. But (laughs) they would literally call it a miner's breakfast. Oh, that's Um, awesome. Yeah. And... um, I guess beer back then in the in the 19th century wasn't really viewed as an intoxicant. It was literally considered like a source of nourishment. So oh, drinking well, a beer early in the morning was like no problem. Well, that was the only uh, reliable method they had to decontaminate water at, at that point in history. You just drank beer all the time. Instead of water, water could kill you. Beer you knew wasn't going to kill you. Right, yeah. Which is, okay, so eggs and cocktails. So the egg white, like, where did it come from, right? Just like everything else, uh, Jerry Thomas was the first guy to write that down. Came out in his book, 1862. And not just egg whites, right? Or we're talking about whole eggs? Well, okay, so, yeah, uh, this was just egg whites. So actually whole eggs in in uh, liquid drinks of alcoholic varieties comes from way back all the way to like 13th century oh okay yeah so we're starting with i mean that's that's where you get british monks drinking weird obscure variations of like essentially like an eggnog right with figs i mean you're talking about beer eggs um and uh and and fig and then fast forward a little bit to like late 1600s, now you're talking about flips, which were all designed, or they were all, um, so they were like a sailor's drink, if you will. And so the flip, it, it was beer, rum, sugar, and then it was, I, I found a lot of different things. It might have had egg to begin with, it might not have had egg to begin with, but the biggest thing about the flip is it was a hot drink. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you went from like a like a classic eggnog kind of thing probably served i don't know that i would call it classic eggnog i mean it was almost the same thing so these were all like just versions of health tonics right so they were all viewed as a nourishment (laughs) supplement everyone was just drinking beer with eggs in it in some way and then other people got more creative and started Uh putting liquor in it as well well, no exactly okay well because like so sailors right rum they're sailing around the world rum is like the cheap spirit as we found out in our last you know few episodes that like when the new world discovered rum, like heads exploded, and okay. then it was everywhere. Um, anyways, so by some accounts, when the flip hit the Americas, the beer was dropped and the egg was added. If you follow the accounts where there was no egg in it to begin with, gotcha. Yeah, I it was really confusing trying to research this because everywhere you look had a different story like most cocktail stuff yeah i mean that's kind of cocktail history in a nutshell for you though yeah well it's all hearsay and most of the people that are recounting the information 
are drunk anyways. Right. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. Actually, that's not even just cocktail history. That's just history. It's just history in general, like, yeah. Especially American history. <laughs> I don't think anyone, not even the children, they weren't even sober. <laughs> no, not even. Anyways, so that's uh, that's egg whites. Oh, we did want to touch on um, dry shaking and what that means. Yeah, so when you when you are making... Uh, an egg cocktail of any kind will specifically say egg white because if you're making a whole egg cocktail you're definitely just going to shake the living crap out of it um yeah i don't think i don't we'd have to experiment but i don't think dry shaking is important on a flip i don't i could be wrong but i don't think it is i don't remember because i think the yolk is gonna it's been a while since i made one the yolk yeah. Anyways. Well, the yolk breaks down differently than everything else too. It's just, there's just more mass to it, but yeah. So uh, say you're making a egg white cocktail, something like a whiskey sour, you're going to do what's called a dry shake, which means you're going to put all of your ingredients for the drink into your tins. Um, but before you add ice, you're going to shake it up really good. That citrus that's in there is going to emulsify, uh, or at least start to emulsify the egg white, start to create that uh, that mixture and that that kind of texture, I guess, before you even add the ice. Mm-hmm. Because if you add the ice first, it takes longer to get that incorporation, and you're just going to over-dilute your drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, also, too, on a couple things that I've read is that by adding the ice into that mixture, you're essentially now breaking down whatever aeration you've you've done to the drink itself. Which might be why... Uh, I've never actually used this technique, but there's, there's people that claim reverse dry shaking is the way to go for some of these drinks. So that's shaking it first with ice and then taking the ice out of it and shaking it without ice. Yeah, exactly. So you're getting your water content in there. You're getting everything exactly the way you want to serve it, but then you're choosing to shake it again. Gotcha. Uh, that, and then you can literally shake it until it gets hot again, if you wanted to. Yeah, you could. Wouldn't um, recommend it. And I'm just, the reason why I'm kind of curious on on that technique is, as you guys have probably learned in your home bartending journey, that when you go to shake something with ice in it, the thermodynamic properties of those tins cause them to shrink up and latch onto each other so that you don't really get a lot of those spills and mm-hmm. leakage out of the tins. Oh, but that's, yeah, if you dry shake it, it will pop on you. Right. So something to note, whether you're dry shaking or reverse dry shaking, I guess, is that anytime there's not a cold component, your tins aren't going to seal the same way. So you might well, have to... Well, literally, your mixture is now going to expand in that tin, and I have. It has popped on me before. Oh, yeah. Just, no, I've I've been wearing egg white, and it does not look pretty. Yeah. Um, but it's just something to know. It's You just have to make sure that you keep a firm grasp on it a lot of you guys are probably shaking with two hands anyway which helps mm-hmm. a lot if you are shaking single-handed uh which is kind of the way i've always done it you just have to hold it like a football you got to make sure you have a couple fingers on each side and just really firmly um shake it. hang on to it yeah. you know keep keep the open side i think we've talked about this before but when you fit the two tins together there's always kind of a sizable gap um and and that gap portion should always be facing you the bartender and never the guest just in case something does 
leak or the tins crack. <laughs> oh, yeah, or it cracks. That way, when you're shaking, you get the mixture on yourself and not on your guests. Exactly. For us, when they're paying, that's kind of crappy if we <laughs> covered you in a cocktail buffer behind the bar. But also, like, when people are at your house, that's also kind of not good. Well, and it just makes a like, huge mess, too. Oh, welcome over. Here's a whole drink on you. Whack. So, like, if it if it's facing you, something happens yeah, it's going to get on you, but it's also it's going to land on the floor, yeah. which you can easily clean. If it goes the other way, it's going to go on your counter. It's going to go on your bar top. It's going to go cabinets. on the table. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> Carpet. Yeah. Across, yeah. across the so island. It, it will be cleaner or uh, easier to clean if if you do it that way. And one thing actually that I should probably bring up, I, I think I forgot to mention this previously. Um, what we like to do at the bar anyway, and I think it's a really good practice at home too, is to, especially if you're using real egg uh to crack the egg and separate the egg white in a separate tin Mm -hmm. so we usually do it in the larger tin and then you build your cocktail in your smaller tin the reason for that is that if you accidentally get a if you mess up your egg you drop the yolk you drop the yolk or you get a bunch of shell or something like that you don't have to ditch all of the booze and ingredients that you just poured in there yep um that's a that's a great that's a great point it's just it's just a nice habit to get into, and you're using that tin anyway, so it's not like you're you're dirtying stuff. That extra you would, stuff. You're yeah. you're literally going to pop those things together and shake it anyway. Um, um, it so, might be worth noting about how you actually separate an egg with the yeah, shell, because yeah. that's that's something that a lot of people don't do commonly. It is. It does take a little practice. So it might be. This might be a really fun way to practice. Is just have a friend or a couple friends come over and make yourself some uh, whiskey sours mm-hmm. or something, and just practice this. But yeah, the the way that I think works best. You've got this large tin in front of you that you're going to crack the egg into anyway, and you're going to take your whole egg, and you're going to gently kind of wrap it on the the top edge of the tin where it. It's not super sharp, but it comes up to its probably thinnest point. Um, So the very top lip of this tin, as if you were drinking out of it like a cup. So you're going to wrap it on there a couple times and kind of create like a nice little linear cut cut or crack in that shell along the circumference of it. And then you can kind of gently just pull it apart um, and you're going to rock it back and forth. Yeah, Yeah, you want to pull it apart into two cups, essentially. Yeah, yeah, you're going to rock it back and forth and... Yeah, you got you got to catch the yolk, obviously, in yeah. the little basket that you're creating. Otherwise, it's gonna fall in. Yeah, so you're you're playing tom tom with the yolk, and you're letting the whites spill over the side and fall into your shaker underneath. Yeah, pretty much. And it it is it kind of does, does take a little bit of practice. It's kind of tricky. Yeah, it's kind of. Um, I eat a lot of eggs in the morning, so I got really used to just like cracking eggs in general. <laughs> but I, if you guys don't eat a lot of eggs, that might not be a skill that you have. Um, there is a really cool kitchen tool that's extremely inexpensive and it is a white separator. Is that that little like thing? It kind of looks like an egg and it sits on like, yeah, they come in all, they come in all different forms. So the ones that I've seen that I like that are really inexpensive, they are like a big spoon, if you will. And it has the bottom is flat. And then as it curves up, the outside is almost all cut out. So what you do is you crack the egg into it and it holds the yolk. So it's about the size of a yolk and it lets all the whites slip through the bottom. Gotcha. You might have to give it a little jiggle yeah, or you something Yeah, you got to jiggle too. it sometimes, yeah. yeah, depending on your egg. But That's cool. I've never used one of those. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, the kitchen. Uh, Sergio was the one back in the day. He was like, hey, look at this way. <laughs> Dink. And I was like, oh, wow, that is really cool. Well, I guess when you're when you're doing like considerable volume, like when we make our um, eggnog. Yeah. And around Christmas time, that's a lot of it's a lot of egg yolks. There's a lot of yolks. And you obviously want to keep the whites to mix in drinks mm-hmm. as well. So you got to be well, actually, smart about it. That's funny. That's that's how we wound up using pasteurized whites just in our bar program to begin with because we were cracking all these eggs for eggnog just using the yolks and then we were putting the egg whites in squeeze bottles and putting them up front for service so we weren't wasting anything and come to find out that was way more convenient for our volume well yeah we that was the turning point in our volume where we were man we were just slamming those things out and especially that time of year too yeah i think I mean, you're talking about doing 60 to 80 um, whiskey sours in a night. At least, yeah. Well, yeah, back then it was obviously a little less. But I think also at our time, at the time, um, probably close to like 60 or 65% of our menu cocktails had egg white in oh, them. Yeah. So we were just blasting Everything through Everything Yeah. Yep. So that makes sense. But, um, man, I, well, okay, I think that's um, that's pretty much... It for egg white drinks, well, right? Yeah, so it's just, it's kind of everything you guys need to know, whether you're making them at home or whether you just see them, you know, at your local bars and restaurants and you just want to try them. Or, if, yeah, you know, they're if you guys super live, good. If you haven't tried them, gotta, yeah, gotta if you guys live it. around here, um, please come into craft sometime and just flag me down. Um, well, we can, we can make some serious stuff for it just based on whatever mood you're in, uh, what kind of flavors you want, what kind of booze you like. Uh, there's an option for everyone. So, um, if you've never had anything like this or, or never had like a traditional whiskey sour with the egg white in there, come down and try it out. Cause it might, it might change you forever. <laughs> it might. Cool. Well, yeah. If, uh, questions, comments, concerns, uh, hit us up housemadesyrup.com. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. We, we've been posting a lot of, uh, recipes and blogs on there as well too, guys. So if you guys, um, are interested in, any of that kind of stuff, just go check out that blog that's on there. Once again, housemadesyrup.com. Yeah. Cool. Till next time. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.